Welcome to Inbound After Hours. Great to have everyone back on the show today. It's been... So it's been a while since we've all been together. Um, I think it'd be good to start off where going around the room, talk about what we've been up to this week, see if we can add any value to the listeners. Uh, we start with Andrew. Yeah, uh, so I've been down in that London doing workshops. Uh, so yeah, we've been been doing a lot of workshops recently. Um, this one was around automation, HubSpot, uh, workflows, how to use the tool um, with our clients. So yeah, really enjoying them. Um, it's good to get out and about. Where was it? Where specifically? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pall Mall. In the car place. The car place, I think that's the proper... That's the name, yeah. It's the Royal Automobile Club, so where everyone does their workshops, yeah. of course. I, I it's just you know where it's, it's the only place I'll do workshops. I had a room. He had to wear a suit as well. Is that true? Yeah, it's sort of you know, random chino and like blue jacket, like pass off as a suit. Um, yeah. Did you yeah. see the um, the Queen? No, no, I didn't see the Queen. <laughs> not this week. That's not how it works down trophy. there. No. Me and me and Jack went down and we we're in this in the big room because there was a big group of us. And we just had a bit of a break and we we're just looking round. In amongst this trophy cabinet, we just spotted um, the British Grand Prix gold trophy. I mean, why not? In amongst, like, <laughs> the funny thing I did a see clock actually. Off an old Dasta Martin or something. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> where the, behind the sort of projector, um, there was a little sign, like a little wooden frame with a printed sign in it. And as you read it, it said, uh, Really sorry for the uh, inconvenience. You may know, if you are a member, you may know that here there used to be some artwork hung. It's currently being restored. We're really sorry that it's not here. <laughs> so there's a sign. To, I just thought, yeah, that, that's London for you. Yeah. yeah. Did that impact your reviews of your workshop? Uh, no, no, I don't think anyone noticed it. Just me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. How many people in these workshops, Andrew? Uh, anything like 10, 15, not, not a huge group. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Good, good stuff. How come you guys got to go there? And whenever I do workshops, I'm in the Hilton. Nothing wrong with the Hilton. It's a lo- lovely, <laughs> lovely place. But how come you go exciting places for your workshops and I end up in back rooms of hotels and shit that's like just, that? That's just you all over, in it? Back rooms <laughs> <of hotels. laughs> uh, Ricky, maybe not the forum for that. Yeah. But. <laughs> Ricky, you're in the back of King's Cross again. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul, workshops Swiftly on. I've been working on Loving Bound Talk. So the events next month, uh, I've started doing some research, been looking at content length and uh, what people are after in their content and trying to, trying to work out whether like all the studies of longer is better is always right because it's not for me personally. Um, I don't know if that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. So okay. I'm just trying to get some data around that and see what see what the data is saying while we're on the subject of uh, our event next month love inbound um do you want to chat about who we've who we've got what guest speakers yeah <laughs> anyone take i mean go for it top of my head yeah 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 ricky yeah. <laughs> I am there. Yeah. paul yeah paul speaking <laughs> people in this room yeah uh so we've got luke carthy um, podcast which, with him yeah so we've yeah. just gone out yeah um Got Luke Summerfield over from the over from the states again. He will like. be good. He's really good. Yeah. So will Luke Carthy. But yeah. got Megan Anderson, VP Megan of Marketing, Hubspot coming over from Cambridge. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see 
yeah. people can get them all. It's like a game. Yeah. We've got Luke uh, Luke Staten <laughs> over as well. He's been on the last two events. He's he's really good. Motivational speaker. Got any any, any other Lukes? Got, got <laughs> yeah, three. Just the three this time. Luke, yeah. Luke Chadwick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many tickets left on that, Emily? Okay, seventy-five places left. So these days, um, going like hotcakes, <laughs> selling like hotcakes, they're free. But yeah, okay, last for you, etc. We got a hundredth sign up, didn't we? Recently, yeah. we're up to about hundred. Yeah, so we're nice. looking forward to that. Last year, a real success. So uh, yeah, we'd love to see you there. If you're, if you're in the area near Manchester, please come through. So Where can you find out more about that? Uh, yeah. Never mind. You tell me. Lovingbindevent.com. Oh, there you go. Good plug. Well done. Okay. What have you been up to, Ricky? Um, it's pretty busy sales time of year, so been on the road a lot since we've come back from the new year. Been out three or four days Brent. a week. Yeah, on the road, life on the road, me and Kaz. Yeah, good. That's it, really. Driving around, speaking to people. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of planning for 2020, as you know, so we've been busy sort of sharing this with the team this week. So we've uh, our, our entire leadership team did a two-hour presentation all on our marketing strategy for the coming 2020. Some really interesting stuff there, especially our video-first approach. So we've been busy with that, and it, now it's time to execute. So all going well. Exciting thanks, times. Thanks for the update, guys. Okay. A nice. uh, bit of a structure change as well to the show. Anyone want to chat about that? Paul? Uh, yeah, so we've had a good run of um, shows lately with some good guests on. So we found... A lot of value in having external speakers coming in and telling us about their niche and their bit of expertise. So we're going to sort of create some different types of show under under the Digital 22 podcast. So if you follow this In Mind After Hours podcast, this set up with us talking about something topical or um, something really specific, or usually not if us four are talking <laughs> about something, um, that'll be one type of show. And we'll, we'll do one of these a month. And then in between we'll have... Uh, guest interviews and the Inbound Influencers series that we used to do. We'll be back. We've also got a lot of events that we're doing, so we're going to take the, the 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 right talks from those that will work in as a podcast format, so you can get loads of knowledge from lots of different different people, not just us four idiots. <laughs> um, I think that's the four, isn't it? And then yep. they'll all come in the same stream, so sort of, I think you mentioned the Gary V audio experience or Drifts, um, Oh, yeah. Seeking Wisdom podcast, they used to do it. There's lo- lo- loads of them do it, but it's the same show, so you only need to follow one, uh, but we'll we'll tag them up and you'll know if it's a show that you're interested in. Yeah, Brilliant. good stuff. This is our third year now of podcasting. Yeah, it must be. It's been a while. I know, Ricky, you ran some stats the other day, which you shared with the team regarding where these podcasts are being listened to. Do you want to share some of them? Yeah, so just um, a bit like the... Spotify roundups everyone got personally at the back end of last year at the beginning of this year they did one for podcast editors um, so I got some stats through one of the ones from Spotify specifically is just listened to in 16 countries I think when you look across the the net the other networks there's a few more countries as well which is a bit odd <laughs> like mm-hmm. you said I don't know why someone in Argentina is listening to this maybe but I hope they're enjoying it I'd love to know who they are Um, hello from England (laughs) yeah Um, buenos dias exactly Um, but it seemed to get traction which is always always good to know there's plenty of people listening 
Yeah, I forgot how much I enjoy it. Actually, now we're all back chatting again. It's uh, it's quite enjoyable. We do them in the afternoon though, so we can have a beer. Yeah, yeah. that's the only that thing. Was, it's ten a.m. now. Must be after out. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be after hours. Three yeah. drinks. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to uh, put the time back a little. I've had bit. two this morning. I can't have another. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Um, topic of the week then. Um, been reading about the YouTube organic reach outranking Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Bit of an update. Anyone want to chat about that? I think just we talk a lot on the show about the importance of video, don't we? And I think things like that just go to show yeah. um, how important it is, but more so how much more importantly Google's taken it. I guess you look at most of the data, most results you go on will have a video carousel on there. Um, and if that's outranking things like Wikipedia now, that's a pretty good sign for anyone who's investing in the video marketing. I think yeah. that's one of the workshops Andrew mentioned. I've, with the same client, done a content one. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was saying, like, when giving some advice on choosing keywords and topics and things to, to write about, it's like, if you can see Wikipedia ranking, like, find somewhere else. Yeah. But if you've got video now, you can yeah. you can actually outrank mm. the most, yeah. probably the most famous website in the world. Yeah, yeah for sure. It were interesting, the art- article I was reading about, if you can get them early adopters within your sort of niche to start liking commenting and sharing it'll boost you even higher so i think we well, need on to... posting hmm? you mean when you yeah, post when and... you post your video them early adopters sort of your your <coughs> fan base so we need to start trying to push that as well as, as a series mm. tell us about your old youtube account oh yeah quite a big thing now aren't you on youtube this yeah, sounds a bit I'm, murky I'm what's that? going yeah. on so back, back back in the day we, we used to have a sort of a media agency and we, we post some stuff on youtube and totally forgot about it and uh, we got an email the other day after about six years ago saying we've nearly hit a million views. And that's <laughs> 16,000 subscribers. So wow. Totally forgot about it. So w- w- the question is, can we can we merge them into our <laughs> account? But I don't think it's possible. No. Doesn't seem like it. No, just a shame, isn't it? Yeah. If, that, if that's done that without touching it and not even remembering you had it, yeah, like it just shows if you get it right and you don't even need to touch it again, just like blogs that build organically yeah. those videos are doing as well yeah it was an explainer video as well i think it was six year old we posted that six year ago an explainer video on motion graphics and then it's obviously people have been watching it and there's one on um designing a logo wasn't there yeah i think which did really well back yeah. in the days i remember we had to switch the inbox off for that because yeah. used to get at least five a day requests to design logos and obviously that wasn't particularly the business you were in um, because people just wanting fast, cheap logos and stuff and you were doing a branding (laughs) agency. But if you were a logo designer, um, that's exactly where you'd want to be. And imagine those still go somewhere. We just don't get them anymore. Um, But yeah, it worked really well. Could we sell that video? We should do. Could we monetize it? Yeah. We're just getting a million views. Should we start? We as well. We're in on this. Yeah, we're on yeah, your yeah, video. Yeah. We're in on it. Yeah, we'll share the If wealth. you design logos and you want five leads a day from a video that gets a million views, give us a shout. Yeah, give us a shout. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Six years later, yeah. a video we've forgotten about close to a million views. Yeah. Okay. I think big news in HubSpot land um, is HubSpot Marketing Enterprise feature launch. You'll have probably seen everyone having a bit of a push at this hubspot's uh done a contest to make sure people are pushing it at the partner side so i'm sure there's lots of interactions on linkedin and videos and such like and blog posts and things um 
but they're making some pretty good moves into the enterprise space on the marketing side, which is obviously a welcome news to us. Mm. I think one of the big, the last frontiers for those guys, obviously covering the middle market and the free version last year, which the starter and the free got a lot, lot better. Um, this is like that final piece in the puzzle now to, to sort of address any of the um, the challenges against things like Marketo, which are nowhere near in terms of usability, but at an enterprise level, sometimes that doesn't matter because they've got such a complex setup or whatever. People just stuck with the Salesforce-like environment yeah. sort of thing. And I think HubSpot are just... I read a few things on from HubSpot people around, like, that's the old way that it's an enterprise piece of software it's clunky that's just how it is it is very complex and customizable and that's why we keep it hubspot's great looks lovely you do great marketing but and now they're saying well why does that have to be the case we can actually offer this experience to, to all levels mm. um and some of the tools which i've got here which they've introduced are, are really exciting um particularly for me is the adaptive a b testing um from a traditional a b test where you run it you manually pick a winner and you then enable that winner to, to that goes on and you've set up another test and it's very manual um, and there is a period of time where you're, you're showing to 50% an inefficient page adaptive testing you can set up multiple pages more than two which will launch at the same time and HubSpot will then funnel traffic live so it'll start showing to 25% each and as those conversions come in it will start to direct traffic to those pages um automatically yeah. so you very quickly show the, the better page sooner so for an enterprise company that will have that very high mm -hmm. traffic volumes that's really important because the don't waste time the time it. cost of error there is is a lot bigger um so i'm really excited we're, we're starting to use that now taking some of our old manual a b tests and putting them into an adaptive test um which is great. Obvious things like they've been increasing their capacities on things like workflows, lists, and reports. Where you know, I think they're limiting uh, doubling workflows up to a thousand lists and reports, two hundred custom reports, things like that, which may seem quite bizarre to a lot of us to think that that's necessary. But when you're working across multiple departments in these multinational companies, every team wants a custom dashboard for their small little piece of their team they want that sending out daily um and where we might be bringing in a lot of things like data box to do that gap now it's it's great to see hubspot offer that um out of the box mm -hmm. um yeah there's, there's tons of stuff multiple email preferences like quite nerdy things that you might not know unless you're working across lots of clients but we've had loads of challenges with that where yeah. you've got a an enterprise client sending out lots of different types of emails to different uh, types of people and they're really worried if one person can just hit unsubscribe from all that just ruins their mm -hmm. sort of ecosystem of email so having multiple subscription uh, preference centers is, is really good for us i saw for the first time this week you guys might have seen it this what do they call it the sale of their plan for oh, yeah. being ready for enterprises and yeah. mm. becoming an enterprise offering properly yeah. but we're getting some of the the more fun tools now it's like the bottom of the sale was all about legalities and securities and permissions yeah. Yeah. and no, for sure. things like the A B testing and getting the yeah. the fun cool. stuff now, yeah, aren't we, with the scale for enterprise. No, for sure. Definitely. I think a couple of things I've noticed about this launch, they've really gone for Marketo, which is the first time I've actually seen HubSpot 
say mm. this is a versus Marketo play, like it's been in the marketing and everything. I think that's quite interesting that they're going for that. And then on the feature side, I think whenever you reviewed HubSpot versus Marketo, there's always been reasons to buy HubSpot over Marketo, but then there's been reasons why you couldn't buy HubSpot because of things, the basics from an enterprise perspective. So things like permissioning and partitioning and the, the fundamental stuff you mentioned, I think they've closed, or this play has really been one to close those gaps. So now there's no reason not to buy it over Marketo rather than adding functions that makes it better than Marketo. Yeah. I think that's been a very different and deliberate play this time. Um, and like Andrew says, really good news for us on a lot of this stuff because we're hitting these problems with the clients we've got. I know things like workflow limit numbers are mm. things we've hit with a lot of clients recently. Definitely had multi-preference center struggles, part- partitioning struggles, uh, user access rights, all these things when you get big enterprise clients or clients that have a lot of um, brands yeah. under a group um, become really important and historically you'd have no choice but to go to something Marketo just because it offers you the functionality, even though it's a clunkier, slower, not as good UX product, but it just simply had tick the boxes from an enterprise perspective. Yeah, I think it's good timing as we see HubSpot maturing in the UK, especially. Um, A lot of the bigger companies are switching to that from legacy systems and and using that ecosystem. Uh, I know last year was a lot around the smaller end of the market and the ecosystem and the integration side of things so it's really interesting start to the year to sort of like I say close that off and and look at now it's kind of is the full package I don't know how you could get around saying it isn't um so yeah great for us big change um a lot of this stuff has been in like beta for a while Um, a lot of it's been properly launched now um so yeah good stuff I think still a big I think we have talked about this on a podcast before is just how they are still trying to go completely bottom end free products, one man band starter kits through to mm-hmm. huge enterprise level software. They're still doing that, which is interesting. Mm. Um, I think it's an amazing time to be a HubSpot customer because there's something for you at every price point, but to be a HubSpot partner agency and to be in the marketing department of HubSpot is still hard because you've got to talk to so many different persona types. And like I said last time, we get a call from someone saying we're on HubSpot. That could mean anything these days. It could mean you're not paying a penny. That could mean you're paying £20,000 a month and you've got the full suite. Like, mm-hmm. and You've got to try and decide where they are and where they are in that sort of cycle and stuff. Mm. What's your prediction then that Robbie's are going for the jugular or Marketo? They've really gone for it. Um, they're going to try and take some of that market share. What's your predictions over the next sort of 12 to 24 months? Do you think it's capable? Yeah, I think they've been getting ground on Marketo for a, a long time on that side. I'd, I'd, mm. I'd probably even hazard a guess that they've got quite a bigger user base at Marketo on the enterprise side already. Mm. It's just like, say, giving them reason, no reason to not buy it anymore. Mm. Um, so I can see it being a pretty hard time for Marketo. The thing Marketo's got to do to compete with HubSpot is change the UX of the whole software, yeah. which is actually... That's easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the hardest bit to do. Mm. It's changing the underlying technology, whereas HubSpot's just adding features to a platform that's already pretty modern. So yeah. Salesforce has had that problem for years, and they've suffered from it. They've always been the powerful, most feature-rich, but it's a dog's dinner, and it 
it, yeah. it looks terrible. It's not a modern piece of software. Um, one day they're going to have to revamp what Salesforce looks and feels like from a UX perspective. Mm. But they've not done that for 15 years or so. Interesting. I'm, I haven't looked at the share value recently since this launch. It'd be interesting to see what happens there as well. I have not looked at it since yeah. this particular launch. No, it's always going up though annoyingly yeah, that I never bought them I still won't <laughs> yeah. buy HubSpot shares because I know the price I could have got them like when we first came in <laughs> and I know that's the opposite <laughs> way to think about shares yeah. but it's just annoying <laughs> good good stuff I think that's it from us today then it's great to be back as a team let's try and do this at least once a month now as a team we're going to be doing regular podcasts throughout our different sort of um, sectors so uh, yep good to have you back uh don't forget to leave a comment so we can uh, get super high in YouTube, especially when we launch the video. And yeah, thank you for having us. Please leave comments, please leave feedback, and we'll see you soon. Enjoyed it. Cheers, Cheers everyone. everyone. See you in a bit. Bye.